In today's show, I am here live on YouTube with a dog sitting on my lap and Michael Bolton ready to listen to your questions. Mickey? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. We're here. We're live. Obi wants to sit with me. My partner's gone away, so he's like lost. He doesn't know what to do. He's got to sit with me at all times now. So there you go. Um, so we're here to talk um, whatever you want to talk about, really. Questions. So it's obviously big news is that Steph Curry's regular season is pretty much cooked. It is cooked. You can go and drop Steph Curry. Obviously, this elevates Jordan Poole. It might elevate Moses Moody, except... We don't know if he's healthy. When you look at Modi moving, Modi moving, Modi moving, Modi moving, Modi moving. It probably gives a little bit of a boost to John Kaminga, just a usage boost. Um, Gary Payton looks like he will turn on the weekend, but Payton and Moody and Kaminga, oh, I hope he's off. They're all just going to be, I think, back end sort of guys. Kaminga's shown a little bit of value. Um, but I don't think that Moody's going to elevate into a 30-minute. Again, he's not a point guard either, and playing him and Clay and Poole, eh, Poole will play the point guard. Moody will get a little bit more time, and I, I don't think that it makes him a must-roster guy. I know I'm preempting questions you guys might have there, but I thought I'd just get that one um, out of the way right now. Um, what's your sleep schedule like? You seem to be making UVA content every few hours. I, I wake up early. like I wake up at like... Because of the way your daylight savings time has kicked in now, that's pushed everything for me an hour earlier. So normally I'd wake up at 6.30 and I'd start working at around 7. Now I'm waking up at like quarter to 6 and start working around 6.30. So it's early that I get up, but you know, I go to bed regular time. I'm not like, it's not anything crazy there. And then, you know, while I'm asleep, nothing really happens on the channel. That's when you see like the eight, nine hour gap when there's no videos, 10, 12 hour gap, that's when I'm sleeping. Okay. All right, let's go through some questions here. Wins- Calvin says, Winslow and Watford must roster players in 16-team 9K. Yeah, in a 16-team league, very, very comfortably, they are must roster players. Josh Margolis, do I do shows until the end of the regular season? Absolutely, I do, Josh. There'll be shows even through the playoffs, different stuff, um, but we just try to keep videos going out all the time because, you know, I've got to eat food and, and things like that. So there will be shows going out. They'll just be different sorts of shows. What are my thoughts on Boyan from the Jazz? I just dropped him to scoop OG. Was that the right move? Well, OG Nanobi is a significantly better player than Boyan Bogdanovich. They both could return the same time, literally next game. We just don't know about either of them. I would take that risk. Yeah, losing Boyan, what's he give you? Points, not much else, some threes. Um, OG can contribute right across the board. I'd rather take that um, risk. Yeah, I'd rather take that risk of getting Ananobi there. Do I think Kyrie is worth to get next season? Zell plays games. There is literally no, I have no idea. It's impossible for me to give an answer on that because A, Kyrie Irving's a free agent. I don't know what team he's going to. I highly doubt he stays in Brooklyn, but he might stay in Brooklyn if the vaccine mandate's repealed. 
He hasn't been injured this year. That's a surprise to be sure. But he could get injured at any point. Um, he's, ex he's awesome. He's very, very good. So probably, yes, you do want to draft him at some point. But we, where that is, who, who bloody knows? Because we, we, we literally do not know what team he's going to play for. Any updates on John Collins? It's been weirdly quiet. He's officially questionable tomorrow. So I don't think it's that quiet. I think Collins is going to be... He's questionable for tomorrow. Has my opinion on Rookie of the Year changed? No, I still have Mobley as Rookie of the Year. And then I've got Barnes and Cunningham. That's what I haven't decided as to who's two or three in that group. Scotty Barnes has been great over this last two to three weeks. Cunningham's been great over the last six weeks. Barnes had a real downturn in maybe January, February. Obviously, Cunningham started the season slow. And that's what I haven't really figured out yet is who's number two there. Do I have a March Madness bracket? I do not, Ryan. I have not done one at all. I've done them in the past. I haven't done one this year. A Trey Manor Winslow 12-tier must roster. Master of Gaming, I appreciate the question, but let's just get something out of the way now. At this point in the year, must rosters, the reason I don't do must roster players on the waiver wire show is that they're not really anything that should exist at this point in the year. And I, I know I said that Winslow and Watford are 16-team guys. It's because, yes, they are top 100 players. And if you're in a 16-team league, if they're sitting on your waiver wire, everyone else is fingering each other's assholes if they're waiting that long to grab them. Like, that's ridiculous. But a player who's a fringy sort of guy, like Winslow might be in a 12, or Trey Mann might be in a 12, you can't look at these guys as must-roster players. You have to be looking at every single move that you make based on schedule, how many games am I using this player, based on opponent, based on what my team needs. Justice Winslow can give you steals and blocks, right? He can do that, we know that, and it can be iffy on percentages. If the percentage categories are tied in your matchup, and you're going to lose steals and blocks by a million anyway, then he has zero value. If you don't care about field goal percentage, but you need a boost in points... And Trey Mann makes sense. If you do care about, care about field goal percentage, there's zero point in adding him. So there's no point in me going out and labeling someone must roster. It's, it's zero point to it. And you should not view things that way. Every single individual matchup is what you need to be focusing on. How do I match up against this bloke? How many times do I use this guy for the rest of the week? For next week, if I've got to buy. If I'm going to win this week comfortably, how does that look for next week in my matchup? All of these things are how you've got to do it. I can't answer those questions individually for you, especially on a question like that. But you need to be able to yeah, look at your... This is, it is extraordinarily important at this point to know what categories am I winning? What ones am I losing? Concentrate my value into those areas, not with blanket must roster statements. That's why I don't do that on the waiver wire shows anymore, just because I think it's misleading. Josh Lloyd, number one fan. Big call, mate. How many games do I watch a day? I can't, it's impossible to watch every game. It's li literally impossible to watch every game. So yeah, I'll put a game on, see what's happening in that. Might switch to another one. At halftime, you switch to another one go back to other games, you're just constantly flicking around all day. Plus, you're watching others watching games, if that makes sense. So you have, or I have a feed of Twitter guys who are at games, and they're giving almost like play-by-play -play breakdowns of the interesting things that are happening, which gives me indications of what to flick to. But again, I cannot trust my eye test, which again is a bullshit thing, you can't trust your eye test because you cannot watch every second of every game. It is impossible. And if anyone tells you that's how you evaluate players, they are a liar. It is impossible to do. So you've got to use your eyes, what you're seeing, other people's eyes, what they're seeing, and getting consensus opinions or people that you trust, as well as numbers and putting all that stuff together. Um, go back and watch highlights of things. Go back and watch clips of things. But you can't watch every game at all times. It is actually literally... Um, 
literally impossible. It's it's actually impossible to be able to watch every game at all points. But yeah. people claim that they do, but they don't. College basketball, it's here, boys. Bet online. And they're the number one spot for your college basketball props, lines, totals. BetOnline.net is the number one source for all of that stuff. BetOnline is also your number one spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline is where the game starts. Um, P. Smooth says, you finger Killian Hayes' asshole. He's always must roster. Okay, so we're just out here lying on the internet. If you can find a time when I've said he's must roster, um, P. Smooth, have at it. But you're just a lying troll. So that's fine. We're good with that. Um, why do I call Evan Fournier the diseased scrotum? Horatio, go and Google if you have the stomach for it. Just Google Fournier and you will look at the images and then you'll probably see why I call him the disease scrotum. Do I do playoff reseeding in your league? No. Should you use Curry's roster spot as a third streaming spot if you've got seven ads for the week? Well, Curry's not playing, so drop him, right? So whether you want to use that as a streaming spot or just add a guy who's got a great schedule for the week, whatever, three streaming spots with seven ads, it might work on some weeks. In some weeks, it might be overkill. You definitely, with two with seven ads, you've got two streaming spots is a great move. And having three might work for you. Totally off topic, would you recommend the show Mr. Inbetween? It looks great from little clips. Also, I've literally never seen it. No idea. Can't can't answer that for you. Sorry. I did not I did not say that Killian Hayes was must roster yesterday. That is actually 100% untrue. What I said was, with so few games on today, he's a great stream for assists and steals. Under no circumstance did I say that Killian Hayes is a must-roster player. So, not my problem if you uh, didn't uh, listen to what I said. Thinking of dropping M. Morris tomorrow because of next week's schedule. Yeah, maybe drop M. Morris. You could add Al Ball. How about T-Man? T-Young, also not a bad option. Who the fuck is M. Morris? You know there's three M. Morrises in the league, yeah? <laughs> Sorry, Sean. I know I'm doing this for a bit of a laugh, but who the fuck is M. Morris? Um... What are the odds Embiid plays over 70 games next season? To be honest, it feels pretty good, doesn't it? He's really hasn't been hurt much this year. How many games has he played this season? 56. He's going to go close this year. How many games left has Philadelphia got? Um, As I try and bring that up and my page doesn't load. Hmm. Philadelphia has... 1, 2, 3, 4... 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. If he plays every game, he gets to 70, but they did say he's going to rest. So he's going to go really close. I think there is a chance. I think he I think he hits it next year. What do you do with Miles Turner? It's really, really hard to hold him, I think. I think you just got to drop and move on. Do I like the idea of points leagues? No. Do I like the idea of points leagues giving extra points for technicals, flagrants, and extra points? No, I think that's ridiculous. Um, I think it's actually... Why would you do that? Um, ah, so M. Morris is Marcus. I think Marcus Morris is playing well enough to be a hold. You could consider dropping him. I would prefer to drop one of the other M. Morrises, like Monty. But I think Marcus is doing enough at the moment. Is Chris Paul a drop? Yeah, he's been a drop for weeks. For weeks. Um, who's your favorite waivers the rest of the week? I did a show on that. 
yesterday. Go check. I did a whole show with a whole segment on best rest of week players. You're looking at Magic and Pistons guys who have got some good value. It's all going to depend though on Friday. There's 12 games on. Do you have an open roster spot? Because if you don't, then it's Pistons and Magic players. If you do, that changes the calculus a little bit. Is Wagner a good pickup? Look, literally, there are two teams playing. So anybody who's going to play is an interesting pickup. Anyone who's going to start is a gigantic pickup. And if by Wagner, I don't actually know who you mean because there's two of them playing today. Franz, obviously, absolutely, yes. Mo, yeah, I think he's actually not. I think he's a really good ad, actually, because Wendell Carter's out. So yeah, both Wagners, great ads for today. Do I think this is Capella's last fantasy-relevant season? That's a good question, Mehmet. I... Oh. I think maybe. I don't know. I, I think I think there's a great chance of a Kongwu being the starter for the Hawks. Now, whether that means benching Capella or trading Capella, I don't know. I reckon he might have one more year in him, but not for Atlanta. But I am that I'm on the fence with that. Is Bones worth streaming tomorrow? Joey, I am going to record a What to Watch For show soon, talking about streaming targets, but you've got to make sure you've got a roster spot. There are 12 teams on, 12 games on. Do you have actual an open roster spot to to play him? Because otherwise it's useless, pretty clearly. Do I think that the Pope or Jedi? Who's the Pope? Do you mean Contavious Caldwell Pope or the Jedi plays on Friday? Um, I don't know why KCP wouldn't play. Do I think OG plays? I actually don't think he plays. Welcome to the show, Sebastian. Asking me if Dante DiVincenzo's must roster depends. It really depends. I think he's I think he's absolutely got to be um, someone you're looking at. And I think the Kings are stupid. Actually, I know they're stupid. But I think they're stupid for not starting him. But at least they played him good minutes. And I think he is going to be a 12-team guy at the very least as a streamer versus someone... Um, I don't know what I was going to say. Just completely lost my um, train of thought there. But that's fine. Sometimes we do lose our trains of thought. I haven't lost my train of thought about Athletic Greens because I can't wait to finish this show. It's early here, 7.45, and I haven't had my glass of Athletic Greens. Sometimes it's hard with a busy schedule like mine to get all the nutrients that I need, all the vitamins that I need. And I don't have to, have to spend you know, hundreds and hundreds of dollars on vitamin pills and capsules and all that sort of stuff. I hate saying pills. I don't know why I said it. Um, capsules and tablets. I don't want it. Athletic Greens, one, the powder, one scoop a day in a glass of water. And it tastes fantastic, and it is absolutely really, really good for you. Less than one gram of sugar in these, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, and it's cheap, three bucks a day. It's something great that you can do for your body. You invest in your health. So reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the cold and flu season for those of us down here in the Southern Hemisphere. Just one scoop in a cup of water every day, and that's it. No need for a million different pills. And supplements, look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is giving you a one free year supply, or a free one year supply, that's a better phrasing, of immune-supporting vitamin D, which is sick, by the way, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NBA network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NBA network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Another thing you can do for your health is Built Bar. We know protein is great, especially if you're working out, but instead of you grabbing some of these protein bars that taste like crap, or if you feel like a treat, grabbing a candy bar, which is full of sugar and fat, those options aren't good. In fact, now we've got one that combines them together. A protein bar, which is healthy for you, Built Bar, but tastes like a candy bar. Low calories, 130 per bar, 17 grams of protein, low in carbs, low in fat, low in sugar, and great taste right across the board. Plus, 
They're protein-infused marshmallowy puffs. Churro flavor, lemon pie, cheesecake flavor. So many great flavors right across the board. And you can get these for 15% off now if you head to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15. So head to built.com, use the code LOCKED15. Built Bar is built different. Okay. Um, should John Collins be dropped? I wouldn't have thought so, Wamik. He might play on Friday. Like, I don't think you want to drop a bloke like Collins who might actually be back. He might not be, but at this point... Now, let me just double-check that I'm not talking out of my arse here because the latest update was that he's questionable. Yeah, he's still questionable. So I would be not dropping him. What percentage is success in fantasy basketball based on luck? Guards, I don't know how to give a number there. Like, there's no way of calculating that. I could say it's 42.84%, and I've pulled that square out of my rectum. But... There is obviously a component of luck in there. Insulating yourself from the luck portion of it is why I am a proponent of punting in fantasy because that can insulate you to a degree versus luck and injuries and schedule. Being active and smart with your waiver moves and being schedule aware can help insulate you a little bit against luck, but sometimes you just can't do anything about it. In 30 deep, I was the number two or number three team all year. Head to the playoffs, my top two picks in a 30-man league are both out. What do I, do? I can't, I, could, I won a round of the playoffs, but it's very hard to keep going with Anthony Davis and Lonzo Ball, your top two picks out. Like, how do you, how do, you do that? All right, I can't do much about that part of it, but you can still be competitive. So there is a percentage of it. Putting that number on it is literally impossible, but there's obviously a proponent of fantasy that is luck-based, for sure. Is Ijax back next week? Hate that nickname. No, no offense to you, um, Master of Gaming. Um, I, I don't know. He's got a concussion. He's out for the rest of this week, Isaiah Jackson. We hope he's back next week, but honestly, with concussions, it's the injury you've got no way of being able to predict. Mehmet, no, I do not think that Michael Porter Jr. can make an immediate impact next week. Can I explain the rabbit hunter? Yes, that's Alex Caruso. Be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. He looks like Alma Fudd, and that's Alma Fudd singing that song. Um, and he's always on the hunt for rabbits, i.e. Bucks, but Bucks, not Bucks, Bugs Bunny. That's it. Looks like looks like Elmer Fudd. Um, okay. Do I think Abdi will continue this playing time? Twenty nine minutes last two games. Joey, I just I don't know, man. Because but well, prior to that, he played like sixteen or seventeen, and I I think he can play these minutes. But it's what it's resulted in is a big turnover in the minutes for Hal Neto, big turn down in those minutes for Neto. And Abdi's got 29-28. But the three games before, 19-11 and 14. Now, it made no sense to limit his minutes like that. But then to randomly increase them again, I don't really understand why they've done that. And again, how they have been able to do that has been by dropping in one game Kispert's minutes, in one and those last two games Neto's minutes, um, and thankfully, thank God, taking Thomas Sadoransky out of the rotation, basically. So I think he can keep pretty decently high with those minutes. Whether it's 29 or not, I'm not sure. They should do it. I just don't know whether they will. What is Cole Anthony's outlook next year? I'll tell you next year because I, I, I just don't know. There is a lot. Teams turn over their roster so much. They're going to have a healthy Markel Fultz, a second-year Jalen Suggs. They're going to have Cole Anthony. Who knows? Does someone get dealt? Does Cole Anthony get traded? Does Markel Fultz get traded? Do they run with those three guards? Does Fultz overtake Anthony? There's a lot of water to go under the bridge. I think that you won't 
ever get Anthony back to what we saw at the start of this season for that first two months. I really doubt he gets back to that at any point in the next three or four years. But it's possible he, in his third year, takes another leap forward. The problem is, is he's reverted so much back to his rookie stuff with the poor efficiency, and he's just really keeping us alive with volume and usage a lot of this time. Um, should you drop Curry? Yeah, look, I don't understand why you would want to keep him, Brian. He's out for the regular season, and your fantasy league does not go past the regular season. Tejas, I did answer this already. Winslow must roster. That depends. And I'm not going to go back, and you can go back and listen to this show later. I'm not going to rant about it again, but please understand that it's everything you do at this point is based on opponent, based on your team, based on schedule. Must roster is not really something that exists unless someone said, hey, some dickhead in my league dropped Donovan Mitchell. Is he must roster? Yeah, I don't give a fuck what his schedule is or what your team build is. You get someone like that. Winslow does not fall into that category. Um, all right. I think Baisley will keep this run going quiet. I think it's pretty tough to expect him to continue to shoot as well as he has, given the history of him over three years. It's a nice little run. I think there'll be some level of cool-off. Hey, Josh, not sure if you remember, I was the guy who drafted the same punch strategy as you way back in that mock auction draft you did before the season started. Did you end up doing it at all? Doing what at all? What, the strategy? Um, yes, I, I did. I'm in that league with... Jared Johnson and Ryan Knauss and Matt Straup and all those guys. Um, I use my standard auction strategy of going, you're really balanced on my guys and not bidding up players. I'm currently 6-3 up in the semifinal of that league. I finished with the number one seed in that league. So it worked out pretty well. But the problem is that sometimes it can go wrong as it did in, my, in that mock draft. But in the actual draft that I did, it, it crushed. It went really well. My team's been unbelievable all season, even with injuries. Is Goga a pickup? I think so, yeah. I, I think okay, he's hurt. So that's, I guess, what we need to figure out that if he's going to play or not. But if Jalen Smith's been taken, then yes, go and add Goga. <clears throat> okay. Um, is Olenek getting 25 minutes per game with Grant out? I don't know. He's been really limited. Isaiah Stewart, Marvin Bagley, and Isaiah Livers all playing more than him. So there's an opportunity for more minutes. But those guys are going to get the opportunity before him. So 25, I'm not, I'm not sure. Where does the pencil Harrison Barnes, Barnesy sound come from? Go onto YouTube and type in the song Big Enough. Big Enough. That's, that's all you need to know. Just watch through the first, you can watch the whole song. It's bonkers. But probably the first two minutes is all you need to watch there. Does Admiral Schofield or Flaming Mo Wagner start to go? Jesus Christ. If they're serious about winning, which they're not, it'll be Wagner. I well, Let's have a look. I, I I think they might start Schofield. They could start Bresdakis. I think they will start Schofield with Akiki and uh, Carter both out. Um, and Wagner will still get a pretty decent run off the bench there. My pick for most improved is Jonte Murray. Josh, who do you have? I haven't actually gone through and looked at it yet. Um, to end the season, but it, it's, it'd be pretty hard not to. Miles Bridges in that mix, Jar Morant in that mix as well. I'm sure there's Darius Garland in that mix. I'm sure there's other names that I'm forgetting, but yeah, he's been great. Is Simon's a drop? Look, that's again, it's going to depend on your individual situation, but probably yes. Um... 
All right, let's go through some more questions here. Can Jordan Poole be a top 125 in 10-team points league? Well, top 125 doesn't matter what league you're in, if it's a 10-team points league or not. Given Steph's injury, like, he's going to smash the top 100 without Steph. Like, absolutely going to smash it. Do I think the 19 or 20 draft is overall higher quality? Let me just think back to that. So 20 is LaMelo Ball, yeah, and Anthony Edwards. And now I've gone completely... What's the other one? Zion and Jar. Because after Zion and Jar, it's not like great, is it? Um, I think it's probably 19. Yeah, I think it's probably 19. Who regains the most value on the Warriors aside from Poole with the Curry news? It's a good question, Stocktwit. Who gains the most value? Hmm. I think, yeah, that is, that is tough. Who... John Kaminga gets more shots, but is there enough minutes with Draymond back? Because he's obviously not playing the same position. Gary Payton probably gets a little bit more of a solid role. I don't think anyone becomes absolutely must-roster there. It would just be a bunch of weird... Like, Chris Giotza might play 15 minutes a night. So I don't know who would gain the most out of that group to any point where it becomes fantasy valuable. I'm just going to have a look to see. Because I have adjusted all the projections for that over on Basketball Monster. I just haven't actually looked to see how they turned out or to how people look there. Um, yeah, I think maybe it's Peyton and then Pro and, and then Kaminga would be my guess. But it could go to Moody, Lee, Chiozza. These are there are a number of guys who can step in there. They're pretty deep, the Warriors, and that does confuse things a little bit, I guess. With um, what do you call it? Um, with the value of players. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Um. Do you have a defensive year? I don't have any of my awards picked just yet. Defensive player of the year. Mine's currently Mikhail Bridges. I, I don't mind that. I like rewarding perimeter guys um, defensively. I think Jaron Jackson's got to be in the mix. I think Rudy Gobert's probably the favorite. I know he's missed some games, but he's still unbelievably good. Um, but I haven't actually gone through yet. If nothing changes, next year, Jokic and Bede Harden. Um, if I had a dick growing out of my forehead, would I put those guys there too? Like, if nothing changes, that's impossible to say because things will change. So... Rex, appreciate you contributing to the questions and watching the show, but I don't know what the purpose, and maybe this is just me being curmudgeonly, but people will often ask me, hey, do you want to do a, a mock draft in, in May? And I'll go, no, absolutely I don't, because I think there's absolutely nothing predictive with doing a draft at that point where any information that comes out is actually just misleading. So would I have Jokic at one, Embiid at two, and Harden at three? I don't think I would pick Embiid at two. Um, I don't think I would pick Harden at three. I would Jokic at one almost definitely, but I, I, I don't know because the way that I do things, I don't speak off the cuff about stuff. We go through and project every single player for the whole season, balance every stat and see how it works out. And then that's how you come out with numbers. So while off the top of my head, it would be very hard to see anyone take over from Jokic. There's so much water to go under the bridge. So much. Add Wiseman? No. No, no, he's, no, he's not good. Um, yeah, he might be back Sunday, but he's not very good. If you thought they would start Schofield, why did you tell us to grab Mo Wagner? Because Mo Wagner's better. And just because somebody starts doesn't mean they play more minutes or that they produce more. If that was the case, just go grab any starter you want. It's not about that. So I wasn't like out here telling you to grab someone who I think is worse value. Mo Wagner is, and I already said this five minutes ago, 10 minutes ago when that question was asked, Mo Wagner's significantly better value than Admiral Schofield. Just because I think Schofield will start doesn't really matter. I think that's what they'll do, but I don't know. 
Do I like leagues with... Are you just trolling me, Master Gaming? Do I like leagues with a four-center limit? They are disgracefully bad. Any league that has that is shit. Any league that has four-center limits is shit. Any league that has two centers starting in a default setting is shit. There you go. Thoughts on Jimmy Butler in the semis and dude is killing me. Is he on your do not draft list? Don't have one. Um, for being made of glass. I hate that term as well. I don't know why. I think it's just annoying. Made of, I'm just waking up bad today. Um, made of glass. I hate that term. Is he on my do not draft list? Absolutely not. Should you always be worried about Jimmy Butler and injuries, especially in March? Yes. It has been a consistent pattern for him for years and years and years. That he, Him and Kyle Lowry used to be this guy as well, that he would play so many minutes and have so much on his body that by the time he got to March, it would break down. And it happens to Butler now. So yeah, look, it's really, really tough to rely upon him. But you're going to find this same problem probably next year. We're going to get into the middle of the second round. You're going to look at a bunch of guys and you're going to go, oh, fuck, what do I do? Here's Butler. Oh, is Porzingis available? Oh. oh, Anthony Davis is there. Oh, Brad Beal. And you're going to be like, well, I know they can do better stuff, but they all let me down. There's all these risks. You're going to have like 10 guys in, the, oh, Fred Van Vliet, but look at his knees. Look at his um, minutes that he plays. It's going to hurt him. They're all going to be in this area. And you're going to be left with a decision. Do I take a significantly worse player with no upside in that spot? Or do I roll the dice? It's going to be... Paul George will be there. And the Kawhi Leonard will be there. Like, and then you go, oh, the risk, the risk. It's going to be just like 10, 12 guys who have the potential to go from pick 10 to pick 20. And every one of them is going to have a large, large risk. And you're going to have to make a decision on one of those guys. And if you just keep avoiding them to take safer players from later on, who then, of course, might get hurt. It's going to be tough to do. There are just so many of those players in that same sort of area. All right, let's go for a few more questions. Have I recommended to Yahoo they remove their default two center starting lineup? Yes, I have. They don't listen to me. Do I think Livers has a chance of being top 100? No, I don't. No, I, I don't. I don't... He had a really good game last time. Shot 86%, I think, which that's not real. He can't continue to do that. Do I... Yeah, top 100, I think, is a stretch for him. Does Josh Okogie get a boost with McDaniels out? Literally, might not play. He might play five to 10 minutes. He's actually not very good at all. And a boost from zero to marginally above zero is still a boost. So I guess technically, yes. But for us to care about in fantasy, I honestly just can't see how that would be interesting. Did you miss the Jack Armstrong for Curry? No, but let's go ahead and do it now. Get that garbage out of here! Um, all right. We have got... I think we're done. Yeah, I am not going to do a pre-game show today. There's one game on. So I'm not going to do a pre-game show. We've done this to answer questions, but there will be a what to watch for, and then there'll be some sort of recap show where I'll go into a little bit more detail about any injury news and update stuff that we've had throughout the day. Thanks, guys, for being a part of today's uh, mailbag show. Really appreciate you guys being here. If you could hit a thumbs up on the video on the way out, it would be awesome as well. And don't forget, if you're listening later on on audio, follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. Thumb it up, subscribe, all that stuff, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.